and through the magic of cinema, here we are in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It rains every day here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Every single day. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do this. <clears throat> All right. So, to, um, pretend like we're sitting down for the first time today and starting a new. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Symphonic Podcast. My name is Bernardo Mite. My name is Andrew Owen. And today we're going to be talking about Sylvester Revuelta Sanchez, most commonly known as Sylvester Revueltas. Like, you see, dude, every time we have to do a Spanish thing, I always mess it up for some reason. Well, I mean, Spanish is a tough language. I mean, it, it, it'll trip anybody's tongue. Sylvestre Revueltas. Sylvestre Revueltas. I mean, the V is basically a W, right? Silvestre Revueltas. Sanchez. In Mexico, Silvestre Revueltas. Silvestre Revueltas Sanchez. Of course, in Spain, Silvestre Revueltas Sanchez. Silvestre Revueltas. Silvestre Revueltas Sanchez. What? Spanish is a beautiful language. Your Mexican is way, is really good, though. You, you think the Spanish bad is really bad. Castilian is it's okay. It's pretty bad. It's right? alright. It's okay. I mean, I might I might look Spanish, but it doesn't mean I am. <laughs> yeah. So Silvestre Revueltas was born in December thirty first, very good day to be born, of eighteen ninety nine. Just almost, <laughs> almost nineteen hundred. Oh, he was so close. He was a day off. So he was, well, that's funny. And he, he <laughs> died October 5th, 1940. He was a Mexican composer of classical music, a violinist, and conductor. Uh, his compositions, in his compositions, Revuelta suggests folk uh, derivations without quoting actual Mexican folk songs. Uh, his major works are symphonic poems on Mexican subjects. Sort of uh, like a Holst. A Mexican host. A Mexican host, if you will. <laughs> I mean, it kind of works, right? Yeah. Mexico has a long tradition of composers, Patilla and all these people. And Revueltas is uh, sort of taking on the, the Holstein approach, mm -hmm. writing folky music that's not actually the folk song. Uh, Revueltas was born in Santiago Papasquiaro in Durango and began his violin studies at the age of ocho. I mean, sorry. <laughs> and began his violin studies at the age of eight. Nice. Um, the years 1913 to 16 found him in Mexico City, studying composition and violin at the National Conservatory. Now, when we talked about Paris, we used the French names, but now we are over here and we say National Conservatory. Conservatorio Nacional. <laughs> Conservatorio Nacional. Conservatorio <laughs> Nacional. From there, Revueltas headed north to Texas to study at St. Edward College in Austin. Uh, in 1916 to 1918, and then to Chicago Musical College in 1918 to 1920. Now, this was a long time ago, and that's kind of fun. Revueltas returned to Mexico to give violin recitals in the capital and several states. 
but Chicago drew him back in 1922 for a four-year course of violin study. In the mid-1920s, Revueltas made trips down to Mexico for several series of recitals of modern music. His piano accompanist was the young Carlos Chavez. Another important uh, Mexican composer and conductor. Um, ultimately, uh, Chavez persuaded him to return to Mexico City to teach violin and chamber music at the, at the Conservatorio Nacional and to serve as assistant conductor of Chavez's newly formed Orquest Orquesta Sinfónica de México. Um, <clears throat> this position he held from 1929 to 1935. He and Chavez did much to promote conservatory Mexican music. Um, during this time, Revueltas also became active in the cause of artists and workers', workers right. Um, between uh, unionist unions, basically, uh, between 1931 and 1934, uh, Revueltas wrote six picture postcards pieces for orchestra, um, ten-minute uh, tone poems usually inspired by Mexican scenes. Although, uh, when asked uh, what such compositions uh, as ventanas or caminos were about, he would say only it all depends on the good or bad will of the listener. Ventana means window, camino means path. <laughs> So, so what, what is Windows or Path is about? I don't know. Depends on the good or bad will of the listener. <laughs> In English, we call that something that is Agatha Cacological. Wow. That's, no. Never heard of that one. But containing both good and bad. Oh. It's a Greek word. It's not, that's not ironic. Mildly. Okay. That's why the word. Okay. <laughs> that's, the, that's the magic of borrowing your language from every other language ever. Indeed. So, it was around this time that Revueltas began to compose in earnest. Uh, he began his first film score, Redes, in 1934, a commission which resulted in Revueltas and Chavez falling out. Bless their little hearts. Uh, people just get upset about things. Chavez had originally expected to write the score, but political changes led him to losing his job in the Ministry of Education. Uh, or, how do you say that in Spanish? Ministerio de Educación. Educación. Ministerio de Educación. Ministerio de Educación. Educación. Which was behind the film project the whole way through. Uh, he lost his job there as a result of political changes. Uh, so Revueltas left Chavez's orchestra in 1935 to be the principal conductor of the newly created and short-lived rival orchestra, the Orquesta Sinfónica Nacional. It's really interesting. These composers are deeply uh, engaged in political um, you know, movements at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, these both of the Mexicans are very deeply, you know, you know, active in the political movements, just like Raspighi was a little bit, sure. not as much, but a little bit as well. So the failure of the Orquesta Sinfónica Nacional um, left him free to tour Spain in um, 1938. Um, he traveled there in his capacity as Secretary General of the League of Revolutionary Writers and Artists. Tell me that's not the best name ever of anything, yeah. <laughs> the League of Revolutionary Writers and Artists. <laughs> Which supported uh, the cultural activities of the Loyalties government, uh, directing various concerts and presenting some of his own music. Revueltas returned to Mexico the following year. Uh, he took up teaching again and wrote a half dozen scores for Mexican films. Uh, his first such efforts, which was Redes, like you said, which means Nets, uh, had come in 1935 for a social protest movie uh, set in a poor fishing village. Uh, it became his most frequently played score after Sense Maya, of course, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, Sense Maya is from 1938. He was part of a family of artists, uh, a number of whom were also famous and recognized in Mexico. His brother Fermin and sister Consuelo were painters, uh, his sister Rosaura was an actress and dancer, and younger brother José Rueltas was a uh, noted writer. His daughter from his first marriage, Romano Carmen, later Montoya, and 
peers after that, um, enjoyed a successful career as a dancer and taught ballet and flamenco in New York, uh, and died on November 13, 1995 at the age of 73 in Athens, Greece. Boy, these people traveled. Mm -hmm. uh, she is survived by three sons and two kindred female creative heirs in Oceanside, California. His daughter from his second marriage, Eugenia, um, is an essayist. Uh, she is still alive. Uh, his nephew, Roman Reveltas Retes, son of Jose, is a violinist, journalist, painter, and conductor of the Orquesta Sinfonica uh, de Aguascalientes. Mm -hmm. In 1937, Revueltas went to Spain during the Spanish Civil War as a part of a tour organized by the leftist organization Liga de Escritores y Artistas Revolucionarios. The League of the Revolutionary Writers and Artists. Upon Francisco Franco's victory, he returned to Mexico. He earned a little and fell into poverty, into poverty and alcoholism. alcoholism. He died in Mexico City of pneumonia, complicated by alcoholism, at the age of 40 on October 5th, 1940, the day his ballet El Renacuajo Paseador, uh, written four years earlier, was premiered. His remains are kept at the Rotonda, Rotonda de los Hombres Ilustres in Mexico City. So Roeltas wrote film music. He wrote chamber music, songs, and a number of other works. His best-known work is the film score for La Noche de los Mayas, although some dissenting opinions hold that the or it is the orchestral work Senza Maya. Uh, in any case, it is the Senza Maya that is considered well, Roeltas' masterpiece. Roeltas' masterpiece. <laughs> That's uh, English. Uh, he appeared briefly as a bar piano player in the movie Vámonos con Pancho Villa, uh, Let's Go with Pancho Villa, um, Villa, <laughs> Mexico, 1935, uh, was when this movie was made. Uh, he composed the music for this movie, he was the film composer. So when shooting breaks out in the bar while he is playing La Cucaracha, he holds up a sign reading, uh, se, suplica, uh, se suplica no tirarle al pianista, please do not shoot at the piano player. Which, I guess, uh, I mean, that, that's funny. Because if he took the time to make that, okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he, he, did, uh, he did appear briefly as a bar piano player in a movie, which I have yet to see, but I look forward to seeing later today. <laughs> um, so he, he wrote his output, he wrote 15 chamber works, 16 orchestral works, 2 ballets, 8 film scores, 5 songs, and 2 piano pieces. Um, and so right now we're gonna we're gonna shift gears a little bit. We're gonna talk about the writer of the poem for which the Sensei Maya is uh, written. Sure. Uh, so the the writer of the poem is uh, Nicolás Cristóbal Guillén Batista. Um, he he's most known as Nicolás Guillén, uh, mm -hmm. who who was born in, in 1902 and died in 1989. He was a Cuban poet, journalist, political activist, and writer. He is best remembered as the national poet of Cuba. So yeah, so born in Camagüey, he studied law at the University of Havana, but um, abandoned a legal career as, uh, and worked as a typographer and journalist. Uh, his poetry was published in various magazines from the early 1920s. His first collection, Motivos de Son, was strongly influenced by his meeting that year with the African-American poet Langston Hughes. Uh, he drew from son music in his poetry. West Indies Limited, published in 1934, was Guillen's uh, first collection with a political implication. Um, so Cuba's dictatorial Gerardo uh, Machado regime was overthrown in 1933, but political repression intensified. After being jailed in 1936, Guillen joined the Communist Party the next year, traveling to Spain for a congress of writers and artists, and covering the Spanish Civil War as a magazine reporter. Mm -hmm. Um, after returning to Cuba, 
He stood as a communist in the local elections of 1940. Uh, this caused him to be refused a visa to enter the United States the following year, but he traveled widely during the next decades in South America, China, and Europe. In 1953, after being in Chile, he was refused re-entry to Cuba and spent five years in exile. He returned after the successful Cuban Revolution of 1959, um, then from 1961, he served more than 25 years as president of the Unión Nacional de Escritores de Cuba, which is the National Union of Cuban Writers. Um, his, his awards include the Stalin Peace Prize in 1954. Uh, now that's an award I think we should all hope to, to get, the Stalin Peace Prize. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then uh, in 1976, the International Botev Prize, uh, and in 1983, he was the inaugural uh, winner of Cuba's National Prize of Literature. So we see uh, we see resemblance in both. They were both um, they, they they were both present in the um, Spanish Civil War, right? Um, and they were both very politi politically active. Sure. Um, so Revueltas adopted one of Guillén's poems uh, as a setting for orchestra, which is the poem is Sense Maya. Uh, and Guillén's poem evokes a ritual of um, Afro-Caribbean chant performed while killing a snake. Sense Maya is based on Afro-Cuban religious cults uh, preserved in the Cabildos, self-organized social clubs for the African slaves. Uh, African religions were transmitted from generation to generation in those areas. These religions, which had a similar but not identical structure, were known as Lukumi, or Regla de Ocha. If they derived from the Yoruba, uh, Palo from Central Africa, Vodou from Haiti, and so on. Vodou, obviously, Voodoo, mm -hmm. uh, as we call it in English. Uh, in this poem, we meet an adept known as the Mayombero. He is knowledgeable in the area of herbal medicine as well as being the leader of rituals. Mm -hmm head ritualist. Yeah. In Sensemaya, the Mayombero leads a ritual with, which offers the sacrifice of a snake to a god, perhaps Babalu Aye. Uh, this god, popular as Babalu in the United States by uh, Desi Arnaz, um, is the Afro-Cuban spirit who has the power to heal or spread pestilence. Uh, one of uh, the main motives in Sensemaya is based on, a, on this word, Mayombero. Uh, this chant, Mayombe Bombe Mayombe. Uh, is, uh, is an example of Guillén's use of repetition derived from an actual ceremony. So, yeah, five times five. <laughs> Revueltas first set the poem to music in Mexico City in 1937, uh, originally for small orchestra. In 1938, he expanded it into a full-scale orchestral work for 27 wind instruments, 14 percussion instruments, and some, some strings in there. Uh, as one advertising blurb for the score describes it, quote, um, the work begins with a slow trill in the bass clarinet as the percussion plays the sinuous, syncopated rhythm that drives the work. Soon, a solo bassoon enters uh, playing an eerie but rhythmic ostinato bass line. The tuba then enters playing the first of this work's two major themes, uh, a muscular ominous motif. Other brass join, join in to play the theme, growing louder and more emphatic, but rigorously uh, yoked to the underlying rhythm. Uh, eventually, the horns blast as loudly as they can with obsessive trills on the low clarinets uh, far underneath, uh, and the strings enter with the slashing second theme. So yeah, the, the brass takes up this new theme and brings it to a climax, after which the music returns to its opening texture. This recapitulation brings with it a mood of foreboding. It's, it's freaky. Uh, so the rhythm becomes even more obsessive, and finally the music reaches a massive climax. 
during which both themes are played, overlapping, sometimes in part, sometimes in whole, by the entire orchestra in what sounds like a musical riot. The coda feels like the final dropping of a knife. Mm -hmm. That and sounds an awful, like, like, a, like a guillotine, right? Yeah, um, this, this uh, piece reminds me a lot of, well, it's a completely different style, but reminds me of um, Ravel's um, Volero. You know, it starts piano and it goes, you know, from an extreme to a different extreme. Mm -hmm. This go, this is almost the same. You know, it's very, but it's like creepy. It's the same way, but very creepy. Um, and uh, it's written in uh, in multi uh, in polyrhythms, and um, and the, you know you can't just count to it because it's very strange rhythmically. Um, but it's really cool. I love this piece. So the chant for killing a small snake is the title, uh, and the poem begins. <laughs> Uh, this small snake has eyes of glass. The small snake comes, curls round a stick, with its eyes of glass, around a stick with its eyes of glass. I mean, honestly, it does sound like a glass piece, but you know, it's very repetitive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the small snake walks with no feet. The small snake hides in the grass. Walking, it hides in the grass, walking with no feet. Mayombe, bombe, mayombe, mayombe, bombe, mayombe, mayombe, bombe, mayombe. I can do this all night. Uh, you strike it with an axe and it dies. Strike it now! Don't kick it with your foot, for it bites. Don't kick it with your foot, it will escape. Sensamaya, the snake, Sensamaya. Sensamaya with its eyes, Sensamaya. Sensamaya with its tongue, Sensamaya. Sensamaya with its mouth, Sensamaya. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really cool, very energetic piece. Um, really fun, fun to play. I mean, although it's repetitive, it's still pretty cool because it's very um, challenging, it's not easy to, to play, so you know, it's not boring like, oh, it's the same thing over and over. It's really um, hard and it's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, well, is that it? Yeah, that's all I got. Nice, well, that was a, well, it's a short piece anyway. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, and um, um, you can listen to it, of course, on YouTube. Um, so if you have any questions or suggestions or anything you want to tell us, you can write us at uh, symphonypodcast at gmail.com. Um, and I think that's it. Thank you for listening.